BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It is Friday the 27th of May 2022. This is episode 212, the podcast of choice for former IWGP World Heavyweight Champions and faction leaders who are receiving medical treatment. <laughs> Who'd have How thought? About that? <laughs> Who'd have thought? I mean, I was wondering when I saw that clip, uh, would I listen to a podcast that talks about my workplace and <laughs> critically assess the, uh, the the professional performances of me and my colleagues. I was just imagining what that might sound like. You know, the, the uh, well, I'm not going to out the, the place where I work, but oh, so uh, let, let's discuss Joel's maths lesson about pie charts. The uh, formative assessment was on point. The, uh, the behavior management was terrific, but I think he could have done better with a differentiation. Three and a half stars for that class. Uh, we've also got some <laughs> scoops here that... Year six are going to be expanded from two form entry to three form next year. I mean, I think I probably would listen to that as long as there were lots of uh, crisp talk and uh, dick jokes to go with it. I mean, everything's better with dick jokes and crisp, right? No, there's nothing that could be that. Uh, yeah, we'd be like, oh, I'm going to disagree with you, Joel. Uh, that that fucking shirt he was wearing was just disgusting. It was terrible. <laughs> it was a piece. Of, I don't know what he was thinking when he, when he woke up and got out of bed. His wife let made him uh, leave the house with that shirt on. You gotta be kidding me! Wow, riveting. <laughs> um, yeah, it was funny. I I thought that was because uh, because was it you that sent it to me? And I just thought it was just like an image, and I was like, oh, okay, he's getting treatment, whatever. But uh, like, I did it. It didn't occur to me to press on it. It is a multimedia file, and I was like, that's fucking you. <laughs> Why? I mean, seriously, he's like, ah, oh, you know what? I got, I got to get this IV in me. Ah, uh, I got to get some fluids and this kidney problem. It's, it, it, it might be serious soon. So I think I just need to resit and relax and then let the medicine do its work. Uh, mm, let me see here. Let me go through my phone here. Oh, uh, I could listen to this album. Mm, okay. I could listen to this uh, audio book. Mm, no, no, Super J Cash. seems like. A great thing to listen to as I'm getting this fluid pumped into me. 
that didn't sound good at all, did it? Did I tell you what I was listening to when I was getting my vasectomy? What was that? I was listening to the Voices Arresting Flagship. I was li- I was listening to Joe Lanza uh, discussing Cody Rhodes <laughs> leaving the <laughs> WWE. <laughs> I was getting right. mutilated. <laughs> I should get your fucking nuts snipped. Wow. I did not I did not know that. Well, um, I had to have a medical procedure before and uh, uh, a surgery. And um, they had to stick the fucking catheter in, and but they had to take it out. And it was like two o'clock in the fucking morning, and I listened to what? Oh, oh yeah, it was a uh, it was Motley Crue with "Looks That Kill." <laughs> I popped in my earbuds, and I was my headphones or whatever the fuck I was wearing at the time. And I told the nurse, I was like, "Please be quick, please be, uh, please handle with care." And then uh, she joked, and she was like, "Well, there really wasn't a lot of tube in that fucking cock of yours, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it." <laughs> fucking embarrassing. That's not true. That didn't happen at all. But uh, that did pull. She just fucking banged it right out. I was like, oh, we're done? She's like, yep, we're done. Motley Crue. Looks that kill. So every time I think of it, I think of a tube coming out my pee hole. Yeah, so uh, listeners, get in touch with us if you listen to the Super J cast whilst you're receiving medical <laughs> treatment. And uh, let's know how it yeah. went. Hopefully <laughs> provided you some solace or distracted you or annoyed you so much that you it took your mind off whatever was being done to you. That's our goal, right? That's our goal. I'd, I'd, uh, I always love it when people comment that the, they're entertained and they're uh, enjoying their commute or whatever the case may be. More than I do when uh, we fucking nailed – oh, almost my phone. Uh, when we nailed the scoops with a Z, right? It always makes me feel better. Although there, I do take great – I do take great joy when we are fucking right and we shut all those – as you like to say, pea brains. <laughs> that was the funniest fucking thing. Uh, when you wrote pea brains, I almost fucking died laughing. It was great. Pea brains. I said it all day today. Yeah, so this is the all the great O'Card stuff that was <laughs> coming out yesterday. And yeah, it, it was amazing, Damon, because there's a, a people, I'm not going to name names here, but there are people in this uh, internet wrestling community of ours who will throw takes out there and often just dig their heels in and refuse to back down and will argue about it for hours and hours and hours. But not yesterday, not when it came to Great O'Connor. There were three separate instances of three people who are notorious at that, who threw their Great O'Connor take out there and just got so absolutely dogpiled <laughs> for the Great O'Connor <laughs> fan club that they just deleted their tweets. They were just like, oh, fuck, this isn't worth it. <laughs> they backed down, which was incredible. But you know what, though? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, look, that's good though. Like they, they like throw in the towel. Fine, delete the fucking tweet. That there's that. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with deleting the tweet. There's nothing wrong with deleting the tweet. If if in fact you know, well, I I'm on a fucking island with this dopey opinion. Um, delete the tweet. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's, you know what it is that someone said on our Discord. I apologize. I can't remember who it was, but. They said this is the real sign that New Japan Pro Wrestling is back when there's people throwing out bad takes, dog shit opinions that are, are like two years old, but digging their heels in and just regurgitating stuff that other people have said because they're not actually watching the product. So when I saw that, I was just like, you know what? They're right. New Japan's yeah. back. Of course, this is uh, predicated by uh, Khan on the Cob 
making a, an appearance on AEW Dynamite, which I thought was really cool and exciting. I love that. I think they're going to do great there. I think they're going after the ROH tag team titles. And then the photos emerging from uh, and videos from Great Khan's <laughs> big night out in Las Vegas where he, he's getting spanked in a, a novelty restaurant. He's um, stuffing his face with burgers. He looks like he was uh, having a good time with a, <laughs> a couple of uh, Two young ladies. ladies there on the street, yeah, yeah. Uh, riding the, uh, an enormous mechanical penis. He's just having the time <laughs> of his life there, wasn't he? The f- his face on that, first of all, uh, let's say you own an establishment, Joel, uh, uh, maybe a, a bar or a nightclub, and you're like, ah, you know what? What would bring in the people? <laughs> a mechanical bull? We we need we need more than that. <laughs> I've had a mechanical bull that's actually a penis. That's what we. But his face, Okan's face, like he's holding on to this. He's sitting on it's a mechanical bull. If you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a mechanical bull, uh, like you would see in a hunky tonk type bar. Uh, but it's a penis. It's a gigantic penis. Uh, and he's like wrapped around it. <laughs> and his face is hilarious. Um, yeah, he's having the time of his life. Like he's doing it fucking right. Like he's just, I don't know. Maybe, look, you, sometimes you, the, the fucking madness finds you. You know what I mean? Sometimes it, you just, you, wherever you turn, the madness is there. He's finding the madness. Like it's fucking, like, and he's loving it. He's loving life. Ah, oh, I couldn't be happier for the guy. That was fun, that one, AEW. That was pretty good. It definitely surprised me. I did not hear of any whispers of that. But that's, look, if, if anything, if anything, pro wrestling right now is so exciting because it, it, I, I say this with all sincerity. You have no fucking idea who's going to show up week to week. You know what I mean? Like, it's really fun. It is. This is what this is what we want. This is what, I mean, and imagine when it's vice versa, when it's the other way around and people are showing up. I'm telling you, we are in a we're back. <laughs> I hate to I hate to uh, beat that dead horse, but we are we're we're back. We are back. That is right. And we might be back all the way, Damien, because according to Kevin Kelly, he's pretty adamant that cheering is going to be allowed in time for the best of the Super Juniors final. So uh, Louis says, if there was any doubt New Japan can't deliver, the Korakuen Hall shows are proof. The crowd has been as close to cheering crowds as we've gotten. How sweet is the best of the Super Juniors final going to be if crowds can cheer again? Yeah. I tell you, I feel bad for the people who attended the, the, those Corican shows because they wanted, <laughs> there were many times where they were, they wanted to just let it out. They could, you can only stomp and clap so much. Your hands start to swell. They, they wanted it. So yeah, hopefully look, not hopefully it's, it's, it's coming. It's right around the corner. Um, for every, every indicator is, I mean, there's a possibility that it could happen uh, for a final. Um, I think right now, if you, if, if you, if you were a betting man, I think G1 is going to have some fucking cheering. That's fantastic news. And I can't believe that it's taken what over two years, but yeah, 
It's finally happening. We're excited about people being able to cheer. Uh, but but here's the thing too. As silly as that sounds, it really is true. Like we're I'm excited for those people that can finally cheer. And when it happens, whew, it's going to be great. It's going to be fuck. It, it it will be great. It will be great. Also saw some news here that Gabe Kidd is back in Rev Pro, so good to see him back in action. Hopefully he's managed to get himself happy and healthy again. Uh, Rob says, what do you think the plans will be for Gabe Kidd after his return to action in RevPro, or do you think he's going to stay in the UK for a while? I think he should stay as close to home as possible. And I'm going to say this with with sincerity in my heart and all the love I can give the guy. Um, let's. It, it, it's good to get back in the ring. Absolutely. Do something that you love. A thousand percent. Um, just let's not just jump into the deep end of the pool, right? Let's take our time, right? Because, you know, we're, we're, it's, and again, it's great that you're back in the ring. Love it. Love to see it. Very good. Good for everyone. But, um, don't put too much pressure on yourself to get back to a, to where you were quicker than you're ready to. That's the best advice I can give. Don't put any additional pressure on yourself to get back to a spot uh, that you might have been at that you might not be ready to work at your own pace. So uh, that like I was happy for him, but I'm not going to lie. There was a, a piece of me in the back of my head that said, okay, like, I mean, you're an adult, you're, you're, you can make these decisions, but I hope that you had some discussion with someone about those decisions to make sure it's the right decision. So there you go. That's my, that's my mental health hot take. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sure he would be very, very happy to get back to whether it's the U S if he's working strong or back to Japan to, to get back in the thick of things. I'm sure he'd be really happy to do that. But like you said, I think he should take it slow. There's no rush. Don't, throw himself into any positions that he might get overwhelmed in because it, it's a lot dealing with all of that. So just to make sure he's in the right place before he's all ready to do that. Uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on before we get into best of the super juniors is Kota Ibushi and oh, usual. Uh, I know, I know, but I, I do have actually something to say about this. So uh, trigger warnings, suicide, all of that stuff. Uh, I was, Damon, I was intended to steer well clear of this story because aside from the tweets, there's not really that much to discuss until we hear something from New Japan or there's some actual litigation involved. But I will say this, uh, it is time to once again throw some flowers at the great Booze Leprechaun, the one and only Ibushi Scholar, who I think cracked this thing wide open in, in terms of thinking about the motivations because there are accusations from some sections of the fans of that, you know, Ibushi's a troublemaker or he's suffering from schizophrenia or whatever. So Booze, uh, first of all, pointed me in the direction of this 2019 documentary on New Japan World that was uploaded just before Wrestle Kingdom 14. I think it was Japanese only, no subtitles. So <laughs> Booze is probably the only person who watched it. And in it, you can see Ibushi returning to his family home, which is basically his mother has converted into like a little museum or a shrine uh, in dedication to all of Ibushi's achievements. There's like, you know, posters of him everywhere, pictures, trophies, all of his wonderful accomplishments. And you can see she's so proud of him and that his success in New Japan means the world to her. And we know from interviews that uh, he's got an older brother as well, but the parts of the house that you can see, there's no sign of the brother. It's all Ibushi mainly, or, or the father. They interview her, 
And it's clear that Ibushi and his success over the years has become like the, the focal point in her life. And there's another point, Ibushi cries when he talks about what he would say to his mother after he potentially wins the IWGP title. So I think that's the context we need when we understand this story because Booz then went to work, work out the timeline, looking at the tweets and the dates, the references, which tells us, I, I think, exactly what's happened. Because to put it in perspective, this is not Ibushi getting in trouble at work and then throwing his toys out of the pram with those tweets because according to what he said based on the references to Mother's Day this is what's happened so he got those line messages from Kikuchi threatening his job told his mother about them then his mother says oh you know it's okay you can quit but is obviously quite upset about it and then the next day his mother attempts suicide then the day after that he starts tweeting and, and dropping all these bombs I mean there's a few things that don't quite add up with the tone of the tweets but it does make more sense than it did before like you can see why he starts showing receipts a day after his mother tried to end her own life because she was so heartbroken about him being bullied or, or, or fired from this company. That's the one thing he's ever wanted to do. And, and the one thing that she's incredibly proud of. So, you know, the way that Kota Ibushi sees it, these guys in the office have led to him almost losing his mother. And I'm not saying they intended to do that, obviously, whether, and also the, the question of whether her reaction is a healthy and reasonable thing to do. That's another discussion for another time. There are certainly other issues going on. But either way, it just seems like Ibushi doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's He's got nothing left to lose. So uh, bravo to Booze for figuring all that out. And, and when you understand all of that, you can see that it's not as simple as just, oh, just quit, go work somewhere else. You know, it seems to me that he's out for blood. Like there's no way he's going to go back to work for them while guys like Kikuchi and Obari, the people he thinks are responsible for his mother's suffering, haven't even apologised to him, apparently. So, you know, I'm not even saying who I think is right or wrong because we don't have the details. We've only got one side of this. I'm just sharing Booze's theories to how it got to this point. And while I'm at it, let's just say one thing. Can we stop with the Golden Lovers fan fiction? When when you actually understand the situation Ibushi is in, you can see how saying something like, oh, Kenny-chan, go and save Ibu-chan, bring him over to AEW, is wrong and unhelpful on many, many levels, right? This is a a 40-year-old man uh, dealing with a very serious and upsetting situation. So stop it, please. He's not Princess Peach stuck in the castle. He's not waiting to be rescued. Grow up. These are real people with real problems. They're not part of your elaborate shipping fantasies. Uh, And anyway, Ibushi's done with being infantilized. He says he's got two lawyers. He says more will be coming, but he's focused on his mother's care first. He's talking about wanting to stop this practice of, uh, you know, workplace bullying, pressuring people to wrestle while they're hurt so he can protect and ensure the future of wrestling. And look, if anyone can go on a crusade like this, it's him. So as much as I love Kota Ibushi, the wrestler, and I love New Japan, um, Team Ibushi, <laughs> workplace crusader, I'm all in favor of it. Yeah. We're, 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 we're like in like serious areas here. Right. This is not a pro wrestling story, hardly anymore. It's, it's, got, it's kind of, not kind of, it has gone, gotten to a totally <laughs> uh, unfortunate level. Um, from a pro wrestling perspective, like, and who gives a shit? It's, it's hard to believe that, and I sat here and I said, well, I think anything could be handled with a conversation. <laughs> I think we're beyond that. I think knowing what we m- may know and and what sounds like we do know, it's a it's it's this is not a repairable situation. It feels like this uh, him coming back to New Japan. To me, I I don't know how how that gets 
reconciled. I don't know. I, I don't see it happening. Um, that aside, what a... I, I don't know if anyone, including this show, can sit here and speculate on what is going through that man's head. Um, when and and if that is accurate of of the timeline, you know, you you can't. You don't know what's in the man's head, and to speculate like the you know of of schizophrenia or or what I it's you it just don't just don't do that. Um, and I'm not going to tell people what to do, but I'm telling you what to do. Don't do that. It's not your place. Um, I wish that that. I wish there was a way your phone could sense that you are in a unhealthy state of mind and will not allow you to access Wi-Fi or something along those lines. Because I hate – like he's going to be judged by those tweets and comments. Like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we're sitting here talking about the Yakuza's involvement in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, like... Alleged. Alleged. <laughs> right. But, uh, like... But he's good. But th- those those things stay. And him, you know, trying to burn down whatever relationship that he had because of the situation that he f- was in with his mother, it's... Here's what I'm going to say. I think in hindsight, I would, I would regret sending those texts. Um, I find it hard to believe that new Japan would, would have known that it would have gotten to this degree. And I don't know if new Japan has reached out. I don't know if new Japan has been in contact. He, apparently he, they, they have not been in any communication except via line. Um, but we don't know. And we are getting one side of the story and it's a horrific side of the story. I just like when you, when you're, when, when we're, we're, we're in an area outside of, Oh, this guy wants to leave a wrestling company. Don't you don't yeah, I mean you would agree with that, right, Joel? Yeah, yeah. This has got extremely personal, and I think it's it's more I it, it sounds from what Ibushi's saying, he's not really interested in getting in the ring anymore. He feels it's bigger than that, and he's got a, a, a bigger purpose than that. <sighs> That's a shame. Because not only did he love doing what he did, but he also, I'm sure, loved making his mom happy doing what he did. And the mom was was you know, obviously so proud of her son. Uh, I, I but this 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 relationship is dead. Like it's there's I cannot see it. Like how do you patch up something like this? How do you, it's impossible. I just don't see it happening. So I um I 
I would not be surprised if this is the last we see of Kota Ibushi in New Japan. All right. Well, let's move on to best of the Super Juniors then. Uh, I've got some notes here from friend of the show, uh, Jay Michael, who has given us some stats. Uh, apparently, the match times are way down, but the number of ratings, match ratings on the Grapple app has gone way up. So there's more people watching it. The the actual number of the ratings themselves is slightly down. So two possible factors here. So maybe, like my theory is, previously people actually watching these matches and entering the ratings was mainly, you know, us Shinihon freaks rating it higher than the casual fan who dropped out. That could be part of it. Um, I think people underestimate and maybe didn't largely get to watch, you know, just how smooth and familiar that that core roster of Japan-based junior heavyweights were. You know, when you had those 10 or 12 guys from 2020 to 2021, like they knew each other inside out. They were really fluid with each other. They've wrestled each other a ton. But now it's a very different tournament, isn't it? We've expanded to 20. We've got lots of first-time matches. There are guys that are not so familiar with the New Japan style, whatever that is. Lots of younger wrestlers. So the matches, we're seeing some kind of like feeling out process. And it's very, very interesting to watch. And just looking at the Twitter in general, it seems like a lot of these guys are really connecting on a personal level. They've really managed to get themselves over with the fans. And for me, this tour is less about star ratings and match of the year candidates as it is seeing new names, fresh names, fun matchups and things starting to get back to normal. It's been like just a really fun, breezy tournament to watch. I'm not saying that everything has been super highly rated and everything is must-see. I would say there is one stand-up match, which is a match of the year candidate, which we're going to get onto later. Uh, but, you know, just silly little things like seeing Ace Austin and Alex Zane having <laughs> Yakiniku together. It just makes me smile. It looks like they're having a blast. And, of course, we'll, we'll come on and talk about those wrestlers specifically. But um, just that kind of stuff has made this tournament incredibly fun to watch. So what are your sort of big picture thoughts on Best of Super Juniors as a whole? I, I think it's this is quite honestly maybe the most fun that I've had following and watching this tournament in just about all my years. And fun doesn't necessarily equal the best, um, but I think you nailed it when when there's a, there's a certain level of reconnecting with fans that I think New Japan has done a remarkable job of. Um, I think the wrestlers themselves, and again, I'm not the biggest fan of wrestlers on social media, but let's be truthful here. I think every one of them, um, especially some of the newer guys that are over have done an outstanding job just kind of carving out their own voice, if you will, of their experiences on this tour. I think Kevin Kelly has done an outstanding job of helping and, and Chris Trump have done an outstanding job of piecing uh, pieces of the puzzle together to, to help fans reconnect. Um, and it starts here, right? It starts with pe- people writing reviews and talking about it and getting people interested. Now, again, this that's not our job per se, right? If it's not good, we're going to tell you it's not good. If it's great, we're going to tell you it's great. That's what this show is. But if you get enough people and enough different people, different voices – saying all relatively the same thing in the sense of this has been a fun fucking tournament with 
a good smattering of good to great matches, people are going to tune in. Like, if you're a pro wrestling fan, that's going to oh, raise an eyebrow. Oh, this is good? Oh, this lineup? Okay. And I think there's been little building blocks. Because I think when they first announced the lineup, Joel, I think people were excited. And again, the, the ideas of different guys from different promotions and champions from different promotions. Who's going to lie down to who? Who? Where, where, you know, what? What's what? At the end of the day, what's what's A block going to look like? What's B block going to look like? Yeah, uh, Mandabu said it had the sort of like early Super J Cup flavor, where you've got representation, like the best of the best from all these different tournament, uh, all these different promotions. Absolutely. So I think that was the first step, right? They had a really solid lineup. They they did a great job building up the anticipation and. Again, they've done everything in their power, wrestlers and promotion included, to help foster that reconnection. Um, I I couldn't be more happy for what I'm seeing and what's happening right now with New Japan. I couldn't be more happier with that product that we're seeing in these past couple weeks. All right, well, let's get into talking about the wrestlers then. A block, so sitting at the top, we have Ace Austin, who has 10 points. He is a guy who... A lot of us are just discovering now. This is the first time I've watched him wrestle. And all the Impact fans are coming in saying, yeah, we knew it. We told you he was good. And yeah, this is a massive victory lap for them. And a guy who I think just fits like a glove. He fits that New Japan junior style match. You know, the main event style match. He's got innovative offense. The crowd seemed really into him. Along with Alex Zane, he's done a, a great job getting the fans invested in, in him. Just the stuff like, again, using Japanese, eating out taking selfies, putting them on social media, stuff like that. It all makes a difference. It helps build that personal connection. And you can tell that he's over now because in last night's show from Korako, when they put up the match graphic of him against Ishimori, you could hear audible, oh, people were excited about that match. And people are into him. He's he's cocky. He's stylish. He's got that sort of comic book anti-hero aesthetic. And honestly, I think this guy is a, a future IWGP junior heavyweight champion. I think he's that good, and I think he's definitely going to get that callback. So if we're giving all these wrestlers a letter grade for how well they've done, he is getting an A from me. A for A's, because I think he's been tremendous. And in terms of his prospects for the rest of the tournament, uh, Liam from the Discord has helped me with the outcomes here. So Ace Austin, he's in control of his own destiny. If he wins two out of his next three matches, he's got Sho, Taguchi, and Akira next. If he wins two of the three, then he's in. Uh, Ishimori can't pass him. Hiromu can't catch him if he hits 14 points. So he's most likely going to be losing two of his next three matches, probably his next two matches, then maybe beating Akira on the final night to be in the mix. But tremendous work so far from Ace Austin. I would I would agree with your letter. Your letter grade, I would give him an A as well. I love the fact that New Japan has the guts to... Like, we're, we were all skeptical just because of the, and I'll put in air quotes, the relationship with Noah of how well are these guys going to be treated in the sense of wins and losses. Now, again, do I expect him to be in the finals? No. He pinned, I mean, I don't want to give away a spoiler, but if you haven't watched it, I'm sorry. We do a show talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, he pinned Ishimori. I don't know. I don't know what more you could ask for, you know, from from a guy coming in. It's. Uh, I like the fact that New Japan has the balls to 
allow these guys to make names for themselves, right? Because it's only going to help everyone in the long run. Um, which was a good match, by the way, just FYI. Yeah. Um, he's taken to it. You could see that he's having a fucking blast. He's loving life. It's really, it's, it's, it's enjoyable to see. And again, I like the fact that this is an outside promotion that's, that's kind of taking care of their champion. That, that's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. It's showing that New Japan can play nice when they want to. And yeah, I mean, they've had their backs to their wall over the last couple of years and, and business is down. So now I think they have to mend those relationships. And I think this Ace Austin booking and this best of the Super Junior shows that it's it's working so far between New Japan and Impact. So uh, let's talk now about Taiji Ishimori, who has eight points. And he, I think we conclusively can say, is not dogging it. He's working really hard, particularly in the matches where he's trying to get new people over. The Alex Zane match, the Ace Austin match, he worked his socks off there to make those guys look good. And yeah, he's going for the mostly sort of shoulder-based offense, but you cannot fault the work rate, in my opinion. And look, this is a guy who is getting on in his years. He's not the guy that he was 10 years ago. So I think you could certainly forgive him for phoning it in now and then because he's got to take care of his own body. But I don't really think you can accuse him of doing that in this tournament. Even the show match, I thought that was really funny. I think Ishimori is a guy who's very underrated on the funny faces. Uh, I love that Kanemaru beat him again. And I'm actually genuinely annoyed that Ishimori actually managed to finally get a win over Kanemaru in that meaningless New Japan Cup match. Uh, was it? No, two years ago. Right, can we say that's non-canon, please? Can we say that he's never beaten right. uh, Kanemaru in front of fans? Because that one annoys me. Because I just I love the fact that every year he turns up to this tournament and Kanemaru fucking outmaneuvers him, outsmarts him, and gets a W on him. So if I'm giving Ishimori a uh, grade, I give him a B plus because I think he's been really good so far. I think he's represented the championship well, because obviously he's the title holder and he's done a good job in helping other people look good as well. Uh, he's on eight points. He had next three matches. He's got Clark, Akira, and then Hiromu on the final night, which you'd imagine is going to be a decisive one. He's got a tiebreaker over Alex Zane. He has to pass Ace Austin to win the block, not tie him because of the head-to-heads because he lost to Ace Austin. So he's got to win at least two of those three matches if Ace uh, loses out, or he's got to win all three of his matches if Ace wins one of the next three. But either way, you'd expect Ishimori to be a contender coming into that final night. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him go, you know, sweep the table. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm going to go with just a smidge lower. I'll give him a B, a solid, solid B. Um, I think the criticism that he gets uh, really doesn't stick with him. In this tournament, I, I I I do agree that he's had his working boots on. Um, he has done his best to have others shine at his expense in some cases. Uh, I'm not the fan of the funny faces. <laughs> I would be very happy to not see a funny face in pro wrestling again, especially a New Japan ring. Um, and we're setting up some some challengers, right? That's what we wanted from from whoever was holding a title. Yeah, set up some set up some future challenges. So I think it's a win win all the way around. But I would not be surprised if he runs the table here and, and clean sweeps uh, with wins from here here on out. Alex Zane also has eight points. The zest of the Source Juniors. I mean, talk about a guy exceeding expectations. 
the most, I think, out of anyone, it's Alex Zane. Because when his name came up, a lot of people were surprised. They're like, oh, that guy, really? For best of super juniors? And a lot of thought, oh, you know, he's he's just a bit of a spot monkey, prone to the occasional botch. But we haven't seen any of that here, right? He, The fans absolutely adore this guy. He has set the bar for engaging with the culture. He's the, the first guy who did it, the first guy who was tweeting in Japanese, the first guy who was out there eating natto and, and really engaging with the culture. I mean, he's been in Japan before. This is not his first time, but he's really captured people's imagination. He's got his own catchphrase, itadakimasu, at the end of all his promos. The kids love him. I've seen tweets with uh, Japanese fans saying, oh, my, my little daughter loves watching you. You're a new favorite. There's all the fan art for him. Taco Bell Japan are reaching out. They're going back and forth. And... In the ring, all of his matches have been very good. There's been no botches. It's all been smooth. He's perfect for that opening match, that sort of high-paced, flippy-do match to get the crowd excited. And him and Ace Austin have done a great job getting over their little bromance, the Zest Friends, as I I have called it. Right, It was me who came out with that first. So if it takes off, I'm claiming the credit for it. You're but welcome. But Joel, but Joel, they can't say our names. On, on no, the they can't air. say our names. <laughs> they, they, been, there's been a, a mandate from on top. Super J-Cast cannot be mentioned on any broadcast. So if you're wondering, <laughs> I did enjoy that. I, I love Booze Leprechaun getting the shout out. She deserves it. But they were like, oh, Booze Leprechaun from the... Discord. The, the Discord. <laughs> I, <laughs> Incredible stuff. It I, really I was. I was so but, disappointed. But okay, but uh, let, let, let's... Uh, let me let, let me agree with just about every fucking point you made, right? A, there was no one on planet Earth that thought he was going to do as well as he has. From not only a pro wrestling tournament point perspective, but match quality. Um, and don't hand wave the 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 idea of this guy not only enjoying his time there, but sharing that with a, a Japanese audience and, you know, a Western audience as well, because we're living through that. Well, like we see that and we want that. Like that's, that's a good thing. Like that doesn't give him extra points in the ring. He's earned those points. Like like his matches have been very good. Uh, but that, that just gives it a little, a little extra flavor, a little cherry on top that it, he's he he wants to be there right and i'm sure that everyone could come up with a list of guys that are there to, to cash a paycheck or to get a payday or whatever the case may be and that's not saying he's not and he's fucking and, and, and excuse me for using pro wrestling vernacular but he's marking out to being in japan yeah, look at Flip Gordon. When Flip Gordon went over there, right. matches were fine. I thought his performances were fine, but he turned up, he did his matches, and he left. And in between that, there was bitching on Twitter about how he can't find chicken in Tokyo. So you compare that experience with what Alex Zane is doing, and you can see why he has captured the imagination and everyone's forgotten about Flip Gordon. Right. A thousand percent. That That's that's it in a nutshell. You, what would you rather have? You know, Flip Gordon? No. Right. I think I think I think we're winning and, and making that just fine with what we got right now. And like talking about the Zest Friends, his little uh, buddy partnership with Ace Austin, I, their match together was really good as well. Uh, but I think they should be in a junior tag mix in the future. I think they should be winning the Super Junior Tag League. That that to me, that's your Wrestle Kingdom opening match. Mm. It should be Alex Zane and Ace Austin challenging TJP and Francesco Acura for the junior tag titles. 
What a great opening that'd be. Give them 15 minutes, let them go out there, do all their shit. It will be amazing. And uh, honestly, I think by this tour alone, Alexei may have made himself a, a New Japan mainstay. He's been that good. So I'd give him a an A- minus grade. He's been tremendous. So yeah, he's on eight points. He doesn't have the tiebreaker over Ishimori or Austin. His next three matches are Hiromu, Yo, and Clark Connors on the final night. So he's got to get 14 points and Ace would have to win one out of the three. Taiji Ishimori wins two out of the three, or he has to get to 12 points and Ace Austin loses out, or Ishimori only wins one out of three. Uh, so Gig says, in regards to Alexei's offense, if you guys were wrestlers and had signature moves named after fast food menu items, what would they be? Uh, Multiverse Ace says, who is enjoying themselves the most? Us watching this year's Best of the Super Juniors tournament, Zest friends with their travels in Japan, or Okan experiencing Las Vegas? <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's a tie because it's exactly the same but in reverse, you know, flip flops, you know, um, Ocon loving, loving the, uh, the, the, the perverted American lifestyle, the, the nightlife and, uh, just the opposite for, uh, those guys. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to see. Um, what would be my finisher? Uh, do you have a favorite fast food item that you would name a finishing move after? It's gotta be Big Mac, right? <laughs> It's got to be Big the Mac. Big Mac. Well, I mean, you, you're Damon McDonald. It'll work, wouldn't right. it? Right. Come on. How about you? For Jim? me? Um, I should really, really should have thought about this beforehand. Perry <laughs> Perry. Perry yeah. Well, that would be stealing someone else's, wouldn't it? Uh, I'll cheat Maybe something like the, uh, the, the one chip challenge. It's got to be something chili related, hasn't it? Mm, yeah. Some sort of Carolina Reaper based... Carolina Reaper's not a bad one, right? Yeah, technically not a fast. I'm sure there are some fast food items that claim to be named after that. Yeah, maybe the one chip challenge. I think that'd have to be it. I have good news for you too, Joel. Yeah? Uh, Two blocks away from my hotel in Chicago, Nando's. Ah, have you had it before? No. Oh, we got to have it then. Yeah. I'm going to lean on you heavy on what I got to get. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, well, British base listeners or anyone who's tried Nando's, get in touch. Tell us what should Damon order. I'll get one of everything. <laughs> I'll, live, I'll fucking live stream it. No, I won't do that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. All right, next up, we got Hiromu Takahashi, who has taken a bit of a backseat in this Best of the Super Juniors. He's lost three in a row for all these Korakuen shows, and he's playing out this story of the knee injury where Katamara basically destroyed him, and then he's lost to Yo, and he's lost to show. So he is not being featured as prominently and, and heavily as he has been in the past, which I think is probably a good move. I think it's a good choice for him to step back and let some of these other guys get some of the shine and get some of the spotlight. Uh, so if I'm giving him a letter grade, I'd give him a B. I think all of his matches have been good, but there's been nothing that's been stand out. Whoa, you got to see this Hiromu match. So he's on six points. He's got a tiebreaker over Ace Austin. He's not faced Ishimori or Zayn yet. His next few matches are Zayn, Clark Connors, and Ishimori on the final night. So he would need to win out and need Ace Austin to lose two of his three matches. So, yeah, he's facing both Ishimori and Zayn. He needs Ishimori to go at best one out of three, Zayn at best two out of three, and then beat both of them. If he loses, he's done. So Mm. it's hard to bet against him, really. I mean, if the, the story is going to be, oh, he's got this knee injury, but he manages to overcome the odds and get through to the final... That wouldn't shock me. Again, I think we're looking at this Ishimori Hiromu match on the final day being a decisive one. I still think so. I still think that's the case. Um, two points. One, it is refreshing to see not only 
Hiromo willing to take a backseat. But again, New Japan, the junior division, let's be honest here, before this tournament might have been the stale it's 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 been in quite a long time and all these new fresh faces and new potential matchups man it's really fucking exciting but that comes at a cost and it's not a big cost because again i think hiromo is teflon like just just flick the switch and, and, we're, and we're ready to go but again the fact that were, he's willing to take a little bit of a backseat to let others shine, at least in the beginning. Um, I, again, I think he's in the mix toward the end. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's. let's put it this way. I like the fact that they're working the, the knee injury. They're incorporating it in every match. Sho didn't, it didn't surprise me as much as Yo. Um but I did like the tap out the show. I, I actually did. And even though it was, you know, a, a, you know, a little heely heel move, um, I still, I still, I did dig that. I did dig the fact that they're willing to go that far to, to, to make this comeback story, a, a, a decent comeback story. If in fact, um, we're accurate in our predictions. So next up we have yo, Oh, we have a lot to say about Yo. So I think the work has been good. Like the matches have been good. The, the Hiromu main event was very, very good in terms of the in-ring quality. But the big problem, like we know he's a good wrestler. We know this. For me, it's the gimmick. Like it's a big emotional disconnect for me. I don't think it's connecting with the Japanese fans either, uh, according to uh, Andrew, who was in the building yesterday. And I don't really think people are into this. It's I, I said this on Twitter. He's like a an AS level art coursework student. He's like, this is a high school art project guy. Uh, and Manabu sent me something which just made me spit out my teeth. He said, Yo's promo was depressing, like Radiohead's song. You should use theme song like Paranoid Android. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is, this is the aesthetic I'm getting, like sort of a vaguely depressed young artist more than a wrestler. It's yeah. unique. I mean, the promo was unique. Doesn't get me out of my seat, though. I mean, Aramethor on the Discord said, can you talk about Yo's post-match promo after his win against Hiromu? I thought it was touching. I mean, he was certainly lampshading himself. He, he basically said, I know that I'm boring, but that's who I am. I'm a boring man. I have the right to be boring, which was uh, interesting, but not necessarily something that makes me want to jump out of my seat and, and cheer for him. I think he needs something, maybe a fresh coat of paint, maybe a heel turn. Maybe you should join House of Torture and reform that tag team with show. Who knows? But uh, if I'm given a letter grade, it's a C for Yo. Uh, like I said, he's on six points. He's got Taguchi, Zane, and show on the final night. He's probably spoiling show again or, or show will be spoiling him going to be one or the other i think i'm not sure either of those guys are getting through to the final i think the biggest problem is, is that nobody cares about him and it's hard to care about him just in the way that he's been positioned and yet they still kind of put him in a position to shine um you i don't know if you, if you know this but he's a he's a professional wrestler <laughs> And to have a promo of that caliber of, yeah, I'm boring, you know, whatever. Okay. I mean, I know it's a promo, but it's like, wh- why would you even say that? Like, I, I don't. Do you think he's happy being where he is right now? Do you think, does he look like a guy that's, and again, if this is all just a, a part of his gimmick that, that old man Damon has no fucking idea what, what, you know, what's going on. Okay, great. That wouldn't be the first time. 
do you think he likes what he's doing right now? Not based on that promo. There was a level of self-awareness there which seemed to acknowledge that he knew it wasn't working, it wasn't connecting with people. So how do you go – how do you – I mean, people do it all the time. I mean, you punch in, you punch out, you know, you just try and get through eight fucking hours. But, but like, I almost feel bad for him. Like, I almost feel sad for him. Because he – you're right, he kind of – and again, if this is if this is a gimmick that I don't understand, uh, okay, I great. Maybe someone can enlighten me. I, I just don't – like what 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 is anyone's connection with that? I'm boring. <laughs> You're a pro wrestler. Like you could be anybody. Like, like yo, you could be anybody. Like that's He's, the magic. He, you know what they say for a wrestler like is you, you take yourself but – multiply by 11 so he's done that but if you multiply zero by 11 you still get zero (laughs) that's the truth i mean i hate to be that guy but that's the truth wasn't he the guy that was talking about poop wasn't he the poop guy yes yeah all right lean into that be the poop guy i don't know it can't be any worse than what we got right now be be poopy yo that's terrible that's a terrible poopy pants yes (laughs) yes Come on. He comes out with a stool. He sits on the stool. Get it? A stool. <laughs> get it? Fuck me. They don't get any better, guys. <laughs> okay, let's talk about who's next on my list. Uh, show. Hmm. I want to let you go first, Damon, and then we'll have an argument. <laughs> what, what do you think of show? <sighs> I'm not the biggest fan, and you know that. That being said, I don't think he's had a bad showing um i i I don't like the funny faces i don't like the gimmick i don't like the fact that i know that there's so much more that he could be doing um what do you think of the taguchi match specifically the ass and the um with the curtain stuff the banana at the ends i thought i honestly thought that it was kind of creative um yes you know what i mean yes. like it was like it was kind like it was silly silly but here's the thing too everybody had to, everybody had to be in on that you know what i mean like that was a group effort of like that one shot where it was like you know that kind of i don't even know what you would call it from a cinematography perspective but like the over the shoulder of the banana, if a banana had a shoulder. Well, it, it was it was recreating that famous shot at the end of Dominion 2018. Right. They, they, with the Okada dollar as Kenny Omega celebrating Correct. with the title. Right. Like, like to me, I again, I feel like there were there was a, a lot more hands in it than just two guys in a ring. Like, people had to be fucking clued. Like, here's the thing. Why would they take that fucking shot if they didn't? You know what I mean? They had to be clued in. But did it make you laugh? It did. I'm not gonna lie. It did. It did. Just the just the, the 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 preposterousness of it. Yes, and the fact that it was them doing that. And again, the Okada shot was so is so iconic, and it's so like it like it hits every New Japan fan right in the fucking feels. <laughs> and he did it with a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. Like, it is silly. You're coming on to team show. You're getting there. Oh, we got a long way to go, but 
And again, listen, if you if there is concrete proof that show came into Cork and Hall with, listen, I got this fucking harebrained idea, but stay with me here, right? Like, like if that were the case, I'd be in. Like, I give I give Taguchi more credit. You know what I mean? I give Taguchi more credit. Um, what about when, when he stuck his head through the curtain and his head's going up and down and the tea banging? <laughs> Just, so you're laughing. You're laughing. You're enjoying it. This, this, this is this is my thing, right? right he, oh, hello. Good morning, darling. Uh, I think Sho is now. He's the funniest wrestler in New Japan. He's funnier than Taguchi. He's funnier than Yano. And they, look, House of Torture. For all the, the bitching people do about them, they are now a mid card heel comedy act, mm. and they're great for that spot. They're great. They always put a smile on their face. That match made me piss myself. The Ishimori match itself was very funny, but the Taguchi match that was legit the funniest New Japan match I've ever seen. I cannot think of a funnier one. I was howling like I had it on the TV in our house, and I was laughing. And Bally was looking at it, and she was like, "What the fuck are you watching? This is this is the thing that you do podcasts about." And I was like, "Tears in my eyes." I was like, "Yes, yes, it is." Like the the curtain bits, the banana spot, like the, that banana spot. I've been set up for months with the wrench for months. Show has been going to that bag, and you see the camera zooms into the bag, and he takes out the wrench, and then he attacks him with it, and then him taking out the banana and the, the face that he did. He's like absolutely horrified he's like ah <laughs> waving this banana around it was amazing it was the ultimate comedy payoff because it just been set up so carefully and look show he you can tell he's more comfortable he's enjoying himself he's mixing up creatively and I, I enjoy all of his goons running in to help him win and the lights going off and his delusional promos where he thinks he's won all the matches and little things like when he came out yesterday for the heroic match and he was just sort of bopping to his music, and then he just opened his mouth. He did a big, like, big, wide mouth, like, oh, when part of his music dropped. And just little things like that. It just makes me think he he gets it now. And to me, he, he's more interesting than when he was doing that Rapongi 3K, the mini Shingo act. And he's mixing up the shenanigans. There's the old big power move, too. You know, he will be fucking about, and then he'll just you know, drop someone on their head with a big suplex. And I think that creates good drama. So for me, show's getting a B plus. I'm B plus. Him. B plus. Yeah. I am a show fan and I'm saying it now and I'll welcome everyone else on board in six months when <laughs> everyone else stops digging their heels in because he is hilarious. Um, I think, so who's he got next? He's got Ishimori. No, I'm looking at the wrong thing. He's got Ace Austin, then Kanemaru, then Yo. And I do think he's going to be in the mix. Gun to my head, I think he's probably getting spoiled by Yo again. So, uh, yeah, Andrew says top five show comedy moments. I mean, how can I pick? I think we probably mentioned more than five in, yeah. in the course of that discussion. Man, you're giving him higher mark. I mean, listen, I and I laugh thinking about it. And I, yes, okay, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that. Are you so you're telling me show is not only a comedy wrestler now? He's the best comedy wrestler on that roster right now. Yeah, I think he is <laughs> consistently funnier than Taguchi and Yano. Wow. Now, two years ago, if, if, if these words came out of our mouths, we would be jumping off a bridge. But now look at us. My, how the tables have turned. How the, how, how the turntables, <laughs> as Michael Scott would say. All right, keep going. Okay, let's talk about Clark Connors, who is on six points. I think he had a bit of a dodgy start to this tournament. Maybe he was trying too hard. Maybe he was a bit nervous. 
And he did the Taguchi bum shenanigans match, which didn't do much for me personally, although he did look like he was having a lot of fun for what it's worth. He does have a lovely bum. And, you know, maybe doing that match and getting the, the crowd laughing and enjoying themselves, maybe that helped loosen him up a bit. Uh, Jay Michael had a funny comment about this. He said, Ryusuke Taguchi accidentally discovering his protege, an American with an overzealous safari guide gimmick. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, everything for Clark, I think, clicked in the Akira match. I think Akira was the perfect opponent for him. He took all the big bumps for him. He set a high pace. He brought out all of Clark Connors' strengths. And then the Kanemaru match following that made him look more like the Clark Connors that we knew and loved in Strong. So I think he's just finding his feet. He's growing in confidence. So I give him a C plus, a C for Clark, and, and a plus for improving. His next three matches are Ishimori, Hiromu, and Zane. I don't think he's going to be a factor going into the final night, but he is improving. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go C minus. It's just because you can add him to the list of strong dojo guys who have absolutely shitty gimmicks. <laughs> like, like, I don't know who's like, who's, how are these things getting past checks and balances? <laughs> like that's, this is a, an odd thing. Like, honestly, black trunks, Clark Connors. Would you ever in a hundred years be like, that's what we're going to get out back. Jack <laughs> right? sexy rhinoceros, man. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like what, what I did not expect that at all. Um, and, and I, to be truthful, I just think it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why, why do we need that? Like what, what's the purpose of that? I, I don't understand. Um, I, I, I might be anti gimmick guy on this show, but Lord almighty, uh, it just seems very peculiar to me. Uh, so C minus. Uh, matches have been okay. Nothing spectacular. Nothing I would even go so far as to say great. Good. Um, decent. And not like he's he's holding his own. But, and, and you're right. He has been improving each and every match. Yoshinobu Kanemaru, he is on four points. And I think he's a guy who's low-key had a fantastic tournament. He has got a very clear role in this tournament and he plays it to absolute perfection. He makes the people who need to look good, look good. He was there to get over the new people, your Alex Zanes, your Ace Austins, your Francesco Acuras. And he occasionally looks like an absolute killer when he went after Hiromi, just basically destroyed his knee. I mean, that was almost a squash match and then outworking Taiji Ishimori again, as he does every year and he always has done and he's never lost to him and no one will convince me otherwise. <laughs> no one's um, So I, 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 Kanemaru, I mean, in terms of playing his role, to perfection he gets an a minus from me i always enjoy watching him and you cannot have a best of the super juniors without canamari when he's not there that year he's injured you you miss it you feel it uh so he has got akira show and taguchi next and i yeah i don't think he's going to be i don't think canamari versus taguchi on that final night is going to be one that is playing into the, the final standings but he's a guy who knows his role and he's brilliant at it and refresh my memory uh then the show we just see we had uh, Mr. Connors getting a big win, right? That is correct. Yeah, put over Clark Connors, clean that's, as a whistle. That's pretty cool. You know what I mean? He, they, yeah. None of he, these- he did, but very much like the, the context of that, this is coming off the back of him on Tuesday being Hiromu and right. then on Wednesday being Ishimori. So he looks dangerous. This is, this is a serious threat. And then Clark gets the win. Yeah. I mean, that's saying something. Trust me. Trust me. These guys, <laughs> pro wrestlers... Well, bitch and moan if they don't want to do something they don't want to do. Um, 
and they're doing it, which which I really find to be like I know that the, the term being a professional has been tossed around in the past couple of weeks. Uh, that's a professional right there. That's a professional right there. Yeah, Francesco Acura, he's got four points. He reminds me a bit of 2018 Robbie Eagles. You remember Robbie came in with the heel tag team bullet club thing with Ishimori, and he was just like a little ball of energy and flying around the ring and just was really impressive. So the same for Acura, I think fireball is exactly the right word for him. He's this blazing little ball of energy and intensity. I think he fits the New Japan junior style brilliantly, so absolutely no questions about his in-ring ability. He's only going to get better because he's, what, 22, 23 years old? He, he knows how to make other people look good. I thought he made Clark look fantastic in the match that they had. He, he flew around the ring for him, took some big bumps for him. And I, g- I guess the main thing people are asking about how he fits in with United Empire, because he mm. just, he, some people are saying, yeah, they can see it. He's just like this kind of smug little prick. But uh, I don't know. It's, it could be an angle. It could be something going forward where maybe he's not winning enough and he gets booted out of United Empire. But I don't think that would happen for a while yet because I still think he has junior tank business with TJP going forward. But he's he's putting this, these very earnest promos after defeat where he's like, oh, I, I tried my best, guys, but it wasn't enough. I'm really disappointed. Which is, again, it's not very heelish, but it's very compelling to watch. So I'm enjoying Francesco Acura a lot. I'm giving him a B plus. Uh, his next three matches are Kanemaru, Ishimori, and Ace Austin. So again, I don't think he's gonna. there's any danger of him winning the block, but he's been very good so far. Yeah, I think B is a fair grade, and I think the criticism of him being a natural baby face is, yeah, I mean, he's not really been healing it up. If you, <laughs> and again, we don't need for him to turn the show, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just think he's got he does he, he did make a good point with the Robbie Eagles analogy. Um, I love that these guys are all just shining in decent spots just to just just to get people familiar and and warm them up to the idea of them coming back the, the juniors have gotten so much more interesting right now I, I i know i've said it before on the show it's unbelievable how how this tournament has has sparked new life into that fucking division and then last in a block we've got Ryusuke Taguchi, who's got two points he's already eliminated I mean, for me, the bum shenanigans, they're a bit long in the tooth at this point. But I, again, I, I did say the show match was genuinely hilarious. So he played his part in that. Uh, will we get to see Sirius Taguchi in this tournament? He's got Yo, Ace Austin and Kanemaru left. So I, I wouldn't hold my breath for tap on the shoulder, big match Gooch to be uh, making an appearance anytime for those three matches. So Taguchi gets a, a C- minus from me. Um, I mean, look, he's he is what he is. And on paper, it does doesn't sound like you're going to get the big match to Gooch, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have it in him. And I'm sure that if he did get the tap on his shoulder, he would deliver. Um, I'm going to be truthful. I like he, it's he's been kind of unmemorable for me. Uh, so I'll go middle of the road. Though I, I, to be truthful, the one thing that I'm going to remember. Again, the show match, I guess, yes. But also, something that really didn't have anything to do with him, per se. It was Chris Charlton yelling at the top of his lungs, he's getting his ass eaten. <laughs> and Kevin Kelly trying to uh, uh, just pers- persuade him to not use that phrase on the air. 
He's a bit saucy, isn't he? And then the hero of the match, and he's, oh, he's tasting the D. Yeah, I know. He's working blue. Chris Charlton is working blue. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, he couldn't wait to say that. Like, he, that, he was just salivating at the idea of screaming. He's eating his ass. What does he think this is? The Super J cast or something? <laughs> it's gimmick infringement. Yeah, come on. God damn it. All right, so that takes care of that block, right? Now we're on to uh, B, right? B block. So at the top, we got El Desperado, who has eight points. He has held up his end of the bargain as the star of the B block and maybe even the star of the tournament. He is he's selfless. He's intelligent. He knows how to make other people look good. He made Lindemann look like a fucking superstar. And we're going to talk about Lindemann later. He's going to do the same for Doki on Saturday in their main event. And like I said before, this best of the Super Juniors is the chance, the golden chance to solidify Despi into a legit star, a legit main event star as we go back into cheering crowds, rather than just being, oh, he was the, you know, the COVID era stopgap champion. He deserves it. Like, what more can you say about Despi? He's fantastic. So he gets an A from me. He's got three huge matches left. He's got main event against Doki, main event against Robbie Eagles, and then El Fantasmo on the final night. So I think the best is yet to come for him, which is a a scary thought as well. Um, He's still my pick to win the tournament. And again, just winning a star-studded tournament like this would entrench him as the absolute boss of this division, which he is. If you, with a gun to your head, and again, without the finals being played out, does he get a sniff of wrestler of the year for you? Yes. I think he's he's in the conversation. Yep. I do. I think he's in the conversation. I think he's that good. Um, or or that, that good and having that good of a year. Um, yeah, he does make everybody look good. And, and, and remember, this is coming off that craziness on that Tai Chi Taka Mania show that was <laughs> just crazy in and of itself. He's a star. I, like I don't, here's the thing. The shame of it is, is that I don't know what else the fucking guy could do to 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 have any doubters put him in a star category. Like to me, he is the guy in the junior heavyweight division. And 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 I love the fact, and as as, as we talked about before, how Hiromu is is taking a little bit of a backseat, you know, early in the, in the tournament. I get it, but. I mean, just while he was out on injury, Hiromo, like this guy, he, he was a a shining light in a time when it was pretty fucking dark, right? Yeah, we we did not have much to get our get us excited during that the dark days, the pandemic era. But he was one of the few guys where he sort of shone a light on everything, and a guy that we could get hyped about, a guy we could get excited about. And that could have ended the minute that. Okay, more fans are loud in. Okay, they're clapping, and and I and he like he has not dropped the ball. Like th- like he has just kept going and going and going. Um, a, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. A for El Desperado. Next person is El Fantasmo, who is also on eight points, and I think he has found that perfect balance between being an annoying shithead who will occasionally cheat to win. But also being the guy, you know, deep down, he's a, a tremendously uh, physically gifted athlete, a proud prize fighter. And, you know, he's going from these matches where he's, you know, he, oh, he's accidentally unmasked Titan 
and he's you know trying to steal what Doki used to beat him and it, it didn't work and he's playing possum to beat Linderman to that that main event at Coracon Hall against yep. Robbie Eagles. And he nearly had that moment in the 2019 Super J Cup final when he was wrestling against Ryu Lee. And then there was some accidental blood. And I thought that could have been the moment where if he went serious, then he could have made himself into a star. But it wasn't. You know, this is what New Japan do. When someone is debuting a new heel gimmick, they do the same shit for like two years, the same cheating spots, the same interference spots until you're absolutely sick of them, until they start doing something interesting. I don't know if that's the training wheels formula or, or whatever. But this match, this El Fantasma against Robbie Eagles is the match we've all been waiting for. He was the perfect foil for Robbie. And I just love having them positioned together with these New Japan career rivals. You know, they've met before in Best of the Super Juniors, the, you know, the big angle of him leaving Bullet Club and Will Ospreay figuring into that. And they just brought the absolute best out of each other. That, that is my match of the tournament by far in what I think has been a really good tournament. And I think it's in the conversation for match of the year. The length of it was perfect. It went like, I think it was 24, 25 minutes. And the fact that all the other matches had only been sort of hitting around 15 minutes made this one stand out and feel more epic. And that definitely helped. They nailed all the high spots. There were some incredibly dangerous, perfectly executed moves by him. And he just went into that extra gear that up until this point, you know, he he was too much of a twat to bother with. And that's when you know that a match is special when, you know, you could see it in his face. He had that, that fire in his eyes where he was just like, let's fucking go, you know, taking off the the elbow pads and going toe to toe, the, the elbows, and we knew he was capable of it. This is not a surprise to me because I've been banging this drum for ages. But that, up to that point, his character arc had not necessitated that performance until now. The perfect moment for it. And of course, the, the Kenny Omega comparisons I've made will continue just in terms of the trajectory. A guy who was uh, a, a junior sort of mid-cards comedy act in Bullet Club to now having, I think, better things in front of him as potentially moving up to heavyweight. Now, the thing is, he's 35 years old. Does he have enough time to become a heavyweight main eventer? I don't know. I hope so, because the company love him. He's a workhorse. He's loyal. I think if he achieves, you know, half of what Kenny Omega's achieved, it will be a, a tremendous career for him. So I'm really excited about what the future holds for him. So to give him a grade, I would give him a a B plus. I mean, that match was fantastic. If all the matches had been like that, it would be an A plus. But I, you know, the, the fact that all the matches weren't like that made that match even more special. Thank you. And he, he's the dark horse for this tournament. I think maybe you you might have said it before, but I think it's going to come. So let's look at what, what he's got left. He's got TJP, Wheeler Utah, and then Despy. So you've got to circle that Despy match as the big one that's going to decide the block there. And uh, Adam says, when will people be ready to realize that ELP is the best junior currently in New Japan? Dude is a workhorse, has insane amounts of charisma, does moves that no one else can while putting on a great story-driven matches when needed. So David, talk to us please about ELP. Best heel. Best heel. I mean, look, he's going to give you those matches that you that that might infuriate you. That's good because you're right. When he delivers a a, a piece of work like he did with Robbie, and let's throw some flowers Robbie's way too, because both those guys fucking they they had a Cork and Hall main event. They had a Cork and Hall main event worthy uh, of being in consideration of match of the year. That's high praise. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how else we can say it. ELP 
you're right, walks that fine line between the shithead and the great fucking wrestler. And besides that, he's quick-witted, he's funny, uh, and he's able to annoy, but he's also able to deliver things like we just saw that have you on the edge of your fucking seat. Um, that's a, that's a special kind of pro wrestler, right? Right. Not, there's, there's not too many that can do what he does on a consistent basis. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying the man's Okada. I'm not saying the man's Tanahashi. I'm not saying the, you know, what I'm saying is, is that you have arguably the 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 future of if not bullet club a heel faction or a babyface faction for new japan pro wrestling like he's not going to be sticking around the juniors much longer i can't say it i just there's so there's so much you can do with him it's unbelievable robbie eagles talk about a a guy who in some cases flies under the radar in some cases maybe doesn't get the 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 notice or the buzz or what have you name me a bad Robbie Eagles match yes exactly what I got in my notes about Robbie Eagles like again what more can we say about him is, is there a more consistently high level performer than Robbie Eagles because I'm not a guy that does star ratings but what is the floor for a Robbie Eagles match right three and a half stars he just does not have bad matches like he's physically incapable of doing it you you, when Robbie Eagles goes out there and puts his boots on you always get maximum effort precision technique thoughtfulness um Joe was talking about this on the flagship last week he's gone from being the new kid on the block in 2018 to being he's one of the grizzled veterans of the division in the space of like three years and he's out there giving so many people their best matches he understands how to get the best out of people Wheeler Utah. Watto, TJP, the, the masterpiece that was this Phantasmo match where Robbie ended up looking like the biggest baby face star on the planet. Like a crowd adore him. Like it was that moment where I think if one person had started cheering, the whole building would have started cheering. They were just ready to burst because of Robbie Eagles and El Phantasmo. The fantastic baby face promo at the end. So like what an absolute gem Robbie Eagles is to this company and, and a bloody nice bloke too. So, you know, if we're giving out grades for Robbie Eagles, he's getting an A from me. And he he's on six points. He's got Lindemann, Despi, and Titan next. I could see him beating Lind- Lindemann and Despi, and it coming down to that final match against Titan. He, he's a contender for sure. Titan has like two points, right? That's kind of surprising to me, but okay. Um, yeah, Robbie Eagles. I'm sorry, is m- maybe the most underrated guy in the juniors, if if not the entire roster. Like, he's that fucking good. And again, name me a bad Robbie Eagles match. Uh, like, if you if you, if you you are, I th- I, I kind of think you're nitpicking things. Because, trust me, I haven't seen it. I really haven't seen it. Uh, and again, ELP, best, best New Japan match? Oh, by far. Right. Pretty good. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. And... and, and this is not a disrespectful co- comment or meant to be a disrespectful comment. We're talking about Robbie Eagles and ELP being in contention for match of the year. And we're not even talking about a finals. 
We're not talking about a semifinals. We're in the middle of a tournament. Main event, Cork and Hall, special. Don't get me wrong. But that's where, that's where we are with, with these juniors. Out fucking standing. Right, let's talk about El Lindemann, who's on eight points. And I think, might surprise you, I think he edges it as tournament MVP so far. His his wow. energy, his enthusiasm, you know, not to mention his balls to the wall, wild man wrestling style. This this little orange goblin zipping around and suplexing people out of their fucking shoes. He's got a fantastic crowd connection. He's working the crowd like a veteran. I thought the Despy match was outstanding. That is a very close second for me. And it was a real star-making performance. Like After that match, I was thinking, this guy needs to be signed to a full-time contract. This is this is the next star of the division. And giving him that main event win over a top star like Despy in Coraquin Hall, that's not an accident. That is very, very meticulously done by design. And some of us laughed when he lost his opening match to Docky and we're like, oh, look, the Glade guy's getting jobbed. But this is what brought Lindemann to the table. You know, they're, they're saying, have a little taste of this. A little taste of being a legit star. It's right there in front of you, Lindemann. You just have to reach out and take it. Stop fucking around with the SEMA traveling circus. Sign on the dotted line. You'll be a made man. That is what that main event told us. Now, we can see why New Japan play nice with other companies when they need to, but you can bet that, you know, this is just a little amuse-bouche of what El Lindemann could be dining on if he wants to come to New Japan, because I think that door is open for him. So Lindemann, I give him an A+. Plus. I think he's been brilliant. Um, looking at his next few matches, wow. he's got he's got Robbie Eagles, he's got Master Watto, and he's got Bushi. I think he's probably losing to Robbie Eagles, maybe Watto as well, then beating Bushi, but I think he's going to be in the mix as well. But I have loved El Lindemann in this tournament. You've liked him more than me, but that's not to say that I haven't liked him. I don't know if I'm going full A. A, a solid B, absolutely. Here's the here's the problem this company now has, though. There's no way that we're signing everybody that they that we could, right? Like all these guys are not getting contracts. So I ask you, Joel, host of the award-winning number one New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, with countless listeners, countless, who gets cut? Who does not get a contract? I don't know. The, who, uh, I mean, who, yeah. who are we talking about here? Who's on the who's on the table as far as people angling for contracts? Okay. Uh, any, I would take any of the uh, imports from the US. I would take. I'll, I'll, I'll give you three: Ace Austin, Alexander, and. Well, he's, I think he may already be under contract. He's been working strong so regularly. I mean, we'll come on to TJP. I think I think Ace, Alex Zane, and Lindemann all deserve one, quite frankly. Okay. All right. I mean, that's, that's three juniors that they're signing. Four if you're counting TJP. I don't know if they – I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I don't, I mean, I mean, just because they did well doesn't mean they're getting contracts, right? Let, let, let's, I mean, we're, our wants aren't necessarily their desires, right? Do you, uh, let's put it this way. Do you think any of them get contracts? Uh, not probably what you not. Want. <laughs> yeah, no. probably not. I think they, they would have to do more than one good tournament to be offered a contract. Maybe they don't want one. You know, maybe they're happy working where I they mean, are. Sir- 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, but it it is a bit of a commitment to 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 say that you're full time. But all right, you know, I don't. I just like I like I like I don't want to get ahead of myself, and I don't want to get overly excited and be like, well, they should sign this guy and sign this guy and sign that guy and sign this guy. Probably not, but. I would have no problems. I would have no problems if they did did offer him a contract. But I think reality is the none of them are going to get long term contracts. Yeah, probably that's accurate. I, that's my prediction. All right, let's uh, speed it up a bit here. So Doki has got uh, six points. He a man who respects his resting history from the little attitude era shout outs to the the finish of that ELP match, which I. Really, really loved. How great was that? Like that callback to the yeah. Liger Sasuke Super J cut spot. And look, I love Doki. I think he's great. I think he's actually improving without losing that 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 wild, reckless edge that makes him so fun and compelling to watch. But my theory about him is first best of the Super Juniors in was it twenty nineteen? He got two points. Twenty twenty, he got four points. Twenty twenty one, he got six points. This year, he'll get eight points. Every year he enters, he's going to get one more win than he did last time until he wins best of the super juniors in like 2026. So that's my theory. So Doki B plus uh, his final few matches, he's got Despi main event. So circle that one. That's going to be crazy. Then he's got Titan and Watto. So probably winning one out of those three, but I think he's been really good so far. So B plus for Doki. I would go B plus as well. And I would say circle those two matches, the Titan match and the Despi match. Those two will be fucking great. Wheeler Utah, I think we've seen he's he's got six points as well. We've seen glimpses of what makes him special, little little glimpses of that star quality. I think he's been good, but it's such a strong field this year that he's towards the bottom end in terms of performance. And that, again, that's not to say he's been bad. There's just been a lot of people who've been better than him. And you know, he's a young guy. He will improve a lot. He's going to bulk up physically. He's probably going to be a heavyweight. So I think this tour is more about what he can learn from guys like Despi and. Fantasmo and Eagles and TJP than him going out there and, and having bangers every night. And look, he's been very good in the spots that he's been given. I thought the main event against Despi was solid and he's done well for a, a relatively inexperienced youngster. So I'll give him C+. Uh, his next few matches, he has got uh, Watto, then ELP, then TJP. So he's probably hitting eight points, maybe 10. Uh, Jacob says, now that we've seen what we've got with Wheeler Utah in the tournament, do you think it's a disappointment that AEW sent him over some of their other guys like a Derby or a Kyle O'Reilly? No, I mean, I think the idea is for him to get some experience and, and learn from these guys, like I said. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would give him a B minus. Um, I, I, I just think back to like our preview shows and all that and us talking about, well, man, how, how, how's he going to lose? I mean, he's a AEW star and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, lo and behold, yeah, he can lose. Uh, and 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 truth be told, it, it might be a good thing. Uh, it probably is a good thing. Um, but he's been fine. He's been good. Um, I don't know if he's shined, but he's been good. He's been, he's been good given the fact that everyone – kind of circled him and was maybe expecting bigger things. Right, TJP, he has six points. Every roster needs a TJP. And again, you don't have to like the man, but anyone who's out there denying that he's a quality wrestler is, is fooling themselves. He's been really fucking good. He is smooth. He's technically technically perfect, honestly. He knows how to lay out a quality match to make other people look good. 
just just a savvy veteran who's going to be, I think, really valuable to New Japan, both in Japan and in the US. And he's unlikely to be winning any big titles, but he's just a great wrestler to have around. I thought the Titan and the Eagles matches were both excellent. So TJP's getting an A- minus from me. He's got ELP and then Bushi and then Yuta on the final night. I'm not sure if he's going to be in the mix. I mean, maybe Wheelie Yuta spoils him on the final day, but I think he's been really good, TJP. That's that's a sexy some sexy three matches. I think he's been very good. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. I, I know that that it's fun to hate on him, and and in some cases, rightfully so. Yeah, he leads um, into that. But yeah, he's so fucking talented; it hurts. Um, and 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 there's nothing. And here's and here's what else I'll say: there's nothing wrong with saying that and acknowledging it. He is fucking good. Um, and he's been an asset to not only this tournament, but strong. And he's two for two. Um, I- I'm ready for three for three. Bushi has six points. I think he stepped up this tournament. He's read the room. He knows what's up. He knows that if he phones it in, he's going to stick out like a sore thumb. And he's working really hard. And you know him working really hard might not yield the most spectacular results, but I think that's about all we can ask for. So uh, a B, B for Bushi. Huh, that worked out perfectly. Um, I think if I'm in a good mood and very generous, I would give him a B. Um, he's worked hard. He's tried. And you're right. He's uh, he's tried to keep up with the competition. And I think he has for the most part. Um, but for me, like he's one of them. Like he's the least interesting guy in B-Block for me. Um, I just I can't. I I've seen enough of him to kind of form an opinion to be like – I would have no problem not seeing Bushi in this tournament again. Master Watto, he has four points. <laughs> One of the things I've enjoyed most is him getting fucking buried by the commentary team every night, <laughs> calling him an idiot and always missing the, the RPP that he does. Um, I put him in the same bracket as Yuta. He's been good. He hasn't fucked anything up in a serious way to derail any, any of his matches. I thought the Eagles and the Despy matches were very good. And he's always most impressive against guys that he's wrestled plenty of times before. He, he finds it more challenging against newer opponents, which is understandable. But I think he's been fine. I give him a B minus. Uh, Michael says, can Damon give Master Watto an apology? He's been pretty solid, honestly. Nope. Not, nope. Nope. And nope. And I'll tell you why. He's been okay. He's been okay. He hasn't killed anybody in the fucking ring yet. Congratulations. Uh, but he has really... And again, maybe it's, I, I wanted to say maybe it was because, you know, he's working with a guy that is a different style in Teton. But do you watch that Teton match? Like, that felt very clunky. Like, it felt yes. very disjointed. Yes, I um, agree. That, that was probably, if I had to say one match was bad in this tournament, that one, I was just like, oh, <laughs> this one kind of sucks. Right. Thank you. And again, he spent a lot of time in Mexico. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you would think that he would have some, some, familiarity it doesn't like it just everything just feels like it's a fucking struggle he's just i don't know not that he's lost but he's he's just not like seriously if you have any doubts fucking compare him to robbie eagles right like there's no comparison like he like Master Watto looks like a fucking engine without any oil. Like it's just fucking clunky. Like it's fucking slipping gears. I don't know. 
boy, I don't know. I mean, I, listen, I appreciate that a lot of other people have more patience than I do with him. But I, come on. What the fuck are we doing here? Okay, Titan, he's got two points. I think if we had an unsung award, Titan would get it. He's yeah. only got two points, but I think he's been fantastic. He's worked his socks off. He's he's fluid enough to mesh his style well with others, apart from Master Watto. <laughs> he makes all his opponents look like a million bucks, apart from Master Watto. Uh, I think it's a shame he's got such a low score because I think he deserves more love. Um, I thought the ELP match was that was like prime Fantastic Amania. The TJP match was excellent. I think it's the kind of guy. If you take him out of best of the super juniors, then the quality noticeably dips. He's that good. Like you might not notice him because he's propping everything up. He's he's a load bearing wrestler. So I'd give him a B plus for T Tad. B B plus is a good grade. B B plus. Um, I am surprised with the point totals. I mean, it's kind of amazing that you're bringing a guy over to give him two points. But um, you're right. He is a guy that's that that makes others much better in ring. Uh, he's been very good. Um, and the quality of matches shows. So, I mean, here's the thing. I, I wouldn't read too much into two points, right? I wouldn't read too much into it like New Japan is not happy or whatever whatever case. Somebody's got to fucking lose, right? Um, he's got Bushi and Doki in his next two matches as well. Wins, so, right. yeah, yeah, he's going to get more. There you go. All right. So, um, overall thoughts. I, I love this tournament. It's fresh. It's exciting. I mean, you said it before. I think how stale this division felt earlier in the year. And now we've got, we've got new stars lining up around the block to be the guy to take that ball and run with it. You know, Ace Austin, Alex Zane, El Lindemann, the, the younger guys like Yuta, Acura, and Clark, they, who they're going to get better. We've got the mainstays, the people who've stepped their game up. You know, Eagles, Phantasma. I mean, the future for this division is looking so bright. You know, if I put the gun to your head now and said, pick the junior title program for Wrestle Kingdom. How's that looking? I mean, it'd be pretty hard to choose for me. And, and it's a great dilemma for New Japan to have. Best yeah. of the Super Juniors. Pants down for me. Um, so a few questions here. Hayden says, now that we're winding down towards the end, who do you think is winning each block? So who's making it through to the final? Damon. Do you think the miraculous recovery for Hiromu is in place? I kind of do. Yeah, I do. Okay. So now we got B block. I think they play it safe. I just think we're doing Hiromu Despi again, but in front of a, a crowd that can cheer right. in Budokan, that could be special. I know we've seen it before, but in front of a cheering crowd, they're going to make a lot of noise for that. I'm sticking to my guns and going with that, yeah. Um, okay, let me just do the strong coverage then. So let me get the results out. Who really cares about the results? I mean, <laughs> watch the fucking show, right? It's, yeah, right. Um, okay, no, I, I've got it here. So it's Chris uh, Dickinson and Renny to, Ren Narita went to a 15-minute draw. Um, I mean, in terms of coverage of Chris Dickinson, I said I'm not particularly interested in watching him as a wrestler anymore. That's just a personal choice. Um, so I will just sort of talk about it in terms of his opponents. So I thought, you know, there's nothing new we can learn about Ren Narita and Strong at this point. If we want to see what we've got, then we get back to Japan. I think he'll be back this year. So I'm just watching this match, looking for clues to see how he connects with the crowds, the layout of matches, see where he might be placed when he returns. Because this guy, he's an ass kicker, but he's also good at generating that baby face heat from underneath. So probably Hontai if we're talking factions, but very good performance from Ren Narita here. Then we had a six-man tag match. We had Taylor Ross, Brody King, Mascara Dorada against Eric Hanare, Great Okan, and TJP. Um, I can't remember anything about this match. <laughs> I'm sure it was good. Uh, oh, no, no, here we go. So I, I think the Brody King against Great Okan exchanges were really good. I, 
I think New Japan don't really have a guy like Brody King since Farley has been downcycled. So I think there's a fairly good chance we get Brody King in the G1. I think he'd be something different. I'm not saying he's like one of the 20 best wrestlers on the planet, but in terms of variety, he'd be a good choice. And he's not the greatest work rate guy on anything, but again, he'd be something different. And Great Khan cutting a promo in front of a noisy crowd was great. Also good to see United Empire looking like more of an excuse upon United Stable because we don't often get to see guys like Hinare, TJP and Okan in the ring. They're not in the upper echelons of the faction, but I think it's important to see them wrestling together to solidify that feeling of being a team. And then we also had Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks being Aaron Solo and Nick Comorato. I like this feud, this feud with the factory and the LA Dojo lines. And it's given the LA Dojo lads a taste of US TV. There was a match on AEW, a 10-man tag, which was really good, which I would recommend you checking out. You can see it on YouTube. So to me, it's, it's proof of concept for this partnership being mutually beneficial, where, you know, a guy like Wheeler Yuta can go to Best of the Super Juniors and, and grow there. And then the LA Dojo guys can go and have this sort of lower card feud with the factory and, and get on some AEW TV and, and look good on that. So I think the factory are a good foil for their you know, the, the babyface energy that they can generate from their opponents, you know, the, the size of Komaroto, the fact that QT Marshall looks like Alex Jones. It's all good stuff. So I'm he really a fan does. of that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I need to go to work. So before we get out of here, I will answer Antonio's question. Okay. So, uh, Antonio, first question is this. Do you guys think there is corruption in the company happening between this Kikuchi guy and Dick Togo and Abari to abuse power and screw somebody who isn't part scheme, plus which resulted in Ibushi's mother almost suicided because of it? This kind of relates this, which it was reported Nosawa Rongai left Noah as booking and brought the Peros stable with him to Dragon Gate, only to later return to Noah. Question is, you guys know it was announced that Dick Togo was going to return to DDT. Then main event of Dontaku House of Torture didn't appear at main event where other Bullet Club members did, so he's bringing the whole house of torture group to DDT like Nosawa or he's going to DDT by himself just this time answer my question no jokes please already explained above why please this time answer my question no like this media has been this or that just because we're talking about very serious subject I want your scoops and thoughts about it not ignoring or joking by act if this never exists a so question below again please no jokes this time off nonsense plus there an update to the question which Ibushi's mother almost suicided because of the situation so you know no jokes or stuff like you did before of that kind well, Antonio. All right, so that's all we got time for this week, Damon. Uh, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to throw some money our way, uh, Antonio, you can do that. Discord link, you can join if you uh, would like to by sending me a direct message on Twitter at Cobra Kawaii and progressingtees.com forward slash superjcast for our t shirts. Big thank you to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at lousyhero219 and the new single from Escape the Box, Soul Ties which uh, we will be sharing on the Twitter soon. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-step review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super J Cast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and goodbye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. 
To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.